0: Okay, so hi everybody and welcome back to yet, to yet another episode of Faith in Insights. I'm Faith Brunell. Today we have, um, and today we have a very special guest speaker with us. Hi, Justice Williams. It's very nice to meet you virtually. How are you today?
1: Yeah, I'm good. It's Friday. I would say usually, thank God, the weekend is here. But actually, I've got things to do this weekend. I'm delivering a workshop tomorrow, and then I've got a speaking engagement on Sunday. So yeah not the typical weekend but you know booked and busy i'm not complaining
0: booked and busy well that's a new phrase we'll go with for now that's very very good you're very busy but thank you for spending some time with us here on the fbi podcast to share with us your very inspirational journey and i'm glad that you're busy as well because your your journey really is insightful and you've got lots to share there as well so justice without further ado let's get stuck in i don't want to weary the listeners but i want them to hear as much as your story as possible so let's get let's get started with the questions so um you know a little bit of context but uh, for you everyone um here just you are the co-founder and editor-in-chief of the black business magazine along with dr tree powell so can you share with us the inspiration behind starting this platform and the impact it has had on the black business community so far
1: Definitely so what a lot of people may not know is that actually 15 years ago I got into publishing and I started a magazine it was called True Life magazine yeah. and it was aimed at young people and it stood for the truth the reality and understanding and it was actually about providing positive role models of young people in the media because at that time young people were labeled as a group of young people or a gang and mm-hmm. they were yobs and all that kind of stuff and they weren't looking at it from a positive aspect and um, that evolved and then i created a digital kind of magazine platform for women in I would say 2013. Mm -hmm. But life got busy, things changed, and I just didn't want to have like a lifestyle magazine. It was great sitting on the front row and drinking champagne at Harvey Nichols fashion show and things like that. But for me, I didn't feel that I was making as much as an impact. And in my 20s, I spent a lot of time working with young people. And so therefore for me, you know, I've always had social impact, social change at the Mm -hmm. core of what I do. Then during the pandemic, well, just prior to the pandemic, I actually wanted to start another magazine. Mm. It was actually a magazine that was going to be aimed at women in business. Yeah. Uh, But I was so busy. The pandemic then took place. Mm. I was finishing off my degree. I went back to university to finish off my degree. I had a toddler who was two and a son in primary school. And we were in lockdown and I was homeschooling and looking after a toddler and doing university and coaching. a lot to do. no time for magazine and then fast forward the tragic events happened in 2020 with George Floyd mm. and you know I kind of thought oh somebody's going to create a magazine for black businesses this is what we need because I'm passionate about black entrepreneurship I got involved in another project which was managing a community of 150,000 black owned businesses and I worked a lot with Meta which was known as Facebook And we were doing uh, initiatives and activations to support black-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. And then a few years passed and I thought, oh, still nobody's not done it. But I always say if you want, you know, to do something, if you see a problem, just make the change and do it yourself. And that change
0: yourself, yeah.
1: At first I was actually gonna do a podcast, Mm -hmm. but then I wanted to launch my own podcast. And so I didn't want to have two podcasts out at the same time. If it Mm -hmm. was an established podcast, it would have been a different story. And so I kind of part that idea. But I was working with Dr. Trupal on different initiatives at the time, the MBCC Awards, yeah. and also I got him involved in the the meta-activations with the black-owned economy. Mm. And so I was just passionate about working with him. We get on really well. We complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. And we thought, you know what? If nobody else is going to do it, we'll, we'll just must. do it. Yeah, well, we talked about
0: excellent. it. But that's
1: we just, just decided yeah. to
0: move forward. Now. That's excellent Justice you know you've really painted a great picture of you, you've painted a great picture of several things number one is resilience number two is the art of time management as well you know having to juggle all of that in the midst of the pandemic with children as well with other entrepreneurial kind of things to do and you know also having time for yourself as well to prevent burnout you've really really done exceptionally well so you know you should really be proud of yourself and, I, and I'm sure all the listeners who are currently listening at the moment will share the same sentiment about you Justice how you really are a great role model to you know to aspiring entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs as well really he was struggling to kind of find that balance um I like how you yeah. talked about the context you know context for me is very important because it sets the scene and where you're going why you started yeah. something you know what was the reason behind the inception because every time people say to me Faith you know you know why did you start the podcast I take them back to that context of you know in the pandemic starting King of Pro London reading politics moving from Birmingham to London and so I really enjoyed that journey there where you set the the scene for both myself and the listeners and also what I want to anchor on is when you mentioned the social impact and the very tragic death of George Floyd that really was a catalyst a changing point that something had to be done to change the way that black people were treated and I think that's really important that you were able to um to use that as well to encourage the next generation to and change the narrative because as a black woman myself there's a lot of negative stereotypes surrounding black women being mm-hmm. sassy and other things like that and my Angela would always say I'm not sassy in a poem, Still I Rise, Um, and so that's really important, so lovely, thank you again for sharing that, Um, it's really important, and even what you said about the Black uh, economy as well, um, I even joined several Facebook groups, you know, um, to talk about Black Pound, and my mom's in this Black Pound project, and the NBCC Awards, so you've done a lot, even as I, (laughs) to the listeners, even as I was reading Justice's wealth of um, experience, I was, wow, taken aback and very impressed, so once again, this is excellent. And I actually just want to segue in this. I know I gave you the questions beforehand. I'm not going to follow the exact order. I like to just kind of ask the questions and let it be. Yeah, yeah. Natural flow. But you mentioned your dream plan launch podcast. If that's the name of it, the dream plan launch podcast. Yeah. So what was the kind of I know you talked about the context, George Floyd, you talked about black entrepreneurship. But what are some of the main themes that you talk about on that podcast? And if people are interested, which I'm sure they will be, how can they listen to it and get involved?
1: Yeah, so the, the Dream Plan Launch podcast is a totally different kind of theme. Mm-hmm. That's based on my personal brand and my core brand pillars. It was something that I always wanted to do. Yeah, And I had the first idea, I actually recorded my first tra- trailer seven years ago. And I always kicked myself thinking if I would launched it seven years ago, mm-hmm. where would I be now? <laughs> um, so that podcast is specifically aimed at female entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who want to increase their income. Their impact their visibility and to create more opportunities for themselves mm. and so that is open to all women of all ethnicities and backgrounds but specifically women that want to create a business model that they love that they don't need to and a life that they don't need to take a holiday from mm. but also to create success on their terms because often than not we can be fed this myth that to be successful you need to have a seven-figure business and you need to be an eight-figure coach and a nine-figure <laughs> coach and yeah. have ten minutes. The bank and a lot of that is i would say cloak and daggers mm-hmm. because although these coaches claim to be you know six and seven eight figure coaches what they actually take home is a whole different number they may be turning over and what does that mean seven figures in five years seven mm-hmm. figures in twelve months you know seven figures since you started in business it's very yeah. very uh it can be very mysterious and so for me it's about saying to women you can create success on your terms they're mm-hmm. actionable and practical short bite size episodes I launched before just before I started uh, Black Business Magazine mm-hmm. and so I had to put it on a hiatus so it will be coming back literally I started and had to pause because of the amount of my workload and something I had to give yeah. and so I, you know give it more of my attention so it will relaunch in September Lovely. once it's it back to school it is weekly there may be some bi-weekly episodes as well but they're all, all literally 20-25 minutes long or mm-hmm. less and the goal is you know to, to help women provide a valuable free resource that they can yeah. action and implement into their everyday lives and business
0: fabulous thank you very much justice that's really good there you know i, I like what you're talking about your podcast episode they're bite-sized and they're actionable those are some very very key words as well because you know it's good to have podcast episodes that people can just take in and like they're in bite-sized chunks and it gives them what they need so everyone yeah. so, so everyone you've heard it here the podcast, the Dream Launch podcast will be back um, in September with weekly or bi weekly episodes. And Justice, I completely understand the pressures of life in terms of, you know, having loads of things to do. I know for myself, when I was still in my second year of university, I had to say I couldn't have a blog and a podcast. So I decided to go for the podcast. The blog might come back, who knows? Um, but it's about mm. something it has to give. And so um, I completely um, resonate with those feelings as well. And thank you for sharing that about your podcast. But you know what I love about your podcast as well? It stems from your experience as a Black. Female entrepreneur and you're giving you know bite-sized chunks and information to aspiring entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and what i love about what you what you said it's about success you know when we hear about success everyone assumes success has to take a shirt and take a certain yeah. form. Afford- Taken you know take a certain shape, but success is about where you are and what you believe your success is, because success for person A may be totally different for person mm-hmm. B, they're both happy and contented with where they are and what they've achieved to date. So thank you for that. And that, you know, for you know, um for really ushering a paradigm shift towards what success really is and how it should be embodied. So, as an influential figure in the business world, how do you approach the responsibility of uplifting? and supporting the next generation of entrepreneurs, particularly those from underrepresented communities?
1: Well, it goes back to my personal brand values and it's something I always say to my clients, like when you're building a business and a brand, your core values are not always just directly replied, you know, directly attached to, you know, your business. And I always say there's a difference in terms of like making money and creating wealth but then what about generational wealth and what about legacy and impact? Yeah. And so for me, a core cool part of my business has always been give back social impact because that's what I knew growing up. That's what mm-hmm. my mum did, she was a volunteer. She ran many a charitable endeavor. And so I could kind of say that's in my blood. And so like now I've just finished a four day working week working mm-hmm. with young people and those young people come on a free program of support. Their parents get to go to work. Yeah. they don't have to pay for childcare. They get hot, nutritious wow. meals, mm-hmm. and the young people get engaged in activities. Some of those young people come from low-income backgrounds. Some of those young people come from um, a homeschooling environments. Mm-hmm. So this is the chance for them to socially interact with other young people. Yeah. That's one of my one of my core values, and therefore, it's built into my my work. It's not that I don't necessarily advertise or always talk about mm-hmm. a lot. But I know that's part of my brand values is giving back and also inspiring the next generation because my MBE was services to young people in Birmingham. And that's where I started. And so I already said once I received that, I remember the night before at the hotel before going to Buckingham Palace and saying, you know what, I will always be of service too. And so any opportunity I can get to support. So I'm also involved in another pro- project with my sister called She Rise that has just been recently funded she by was. the last week, and that's going to be supporting young girls with their race and their aspirations so I'll be doing stuff around goal setting, vision boarding, careers and enterprise so any way that I can lend my experience and my expertise yeah. to help the next generation I do. I'm also a school speaker, I go into schools and so I help in different many ways. Some people mm. have time some people have money some people have both so I say to people think about a cause or a passion that's close to your heart and think about ways that you can intertwine that into your business model and so that your business has more meaning than just the bottom line of profit
0: very true thank you justice again for talking about so just a few questions about the she rise so what ages is that for for the young women
1: that's specifically for 14 to 16 year olds mm-hmm. and we've chosen that age group because those are the ones who have taken their options are about to take their options at school for year nine and it's also that age where they're starting to think about career or maybe what they want to study after yes they leave school because the law states that they have to be in educational training or employment by the age of up until the age of 18 now mm-hmm. and so the government kind of defunded many aspects of careers education and mm. so it's not something that all schools actually deliver and so we find ourselves offering that support anyway to young people because sometimes their parents don't know things evolve and change so quickly so a lot of Very true. young people don't know about degree apprenticeships they don't know about t-level qualifications which yes. is equivalent to t-levels now but mm. vocational where they can get real life work experience at the age of 16 And so what we wanted to do is we chose that age group to help those women, the young women, start thinking about their future, planning ahead. And they also get matched with a mentor over a three month period. And they get involved in different workshops and activities, which will not only teach them life skills, Mm. such as cooking and baking. And it's not because they're girls. I believe every child, regardless of how they identify gender wise, Mm. should have. Learned skills with their hands. So we do things like craft sewing. You know, sometimes you might have to replace a button because it's popped yeah. off. You need to cook a meal for yourself, whether you're at university or cooking for your parents or taking care of younger siblings. Those are the key to, life
0: skills. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Health and nutrition. They're key essential life skills. Mm. And it has nothing to do with with gender. We teach them that, but we also help them with their careers and their vision and their goals because a lot of people are not asking young people about yeah. their aspects they're just told mm. get a job get any job you know get your head down but what about their dreams yeah and so we really want to encourage young people to dream and to support them with
0: that that's wonderful um to actually um to actually speak to these young people these young women and ask them what do you want to do as opposed to assuming that they want to do something else it's giving them that really that yeah. creative space the opportunity to actually say okay i'm interested in x y and z and then you then you know, I'm sure you. I'm, I'm sure that, that that the team you and your team will then be able to say, okay, here are the best roles placed to actually allow you to actually, you know, to use those skills, to harness those skills, to develop those skills. As you said as well, you made a key distinction between life skills regardless of gender. Um, it's important to understand that, that you know, anyone would have to cook for themselves or you know learn how to sew. My mom learned how to sew not just because she's a woman, but because it's a good skill to have. Because now if something breaks or it, it you know, let's say the stitching goes, she can quickly mend it yeah. without having to take it to a seamstress. So thank you for that as well and shedding some light on that. In terms of the Rise program, when are people actually able to apply for that program? And if so, if any information that here they can, you know, get whether it be through um, after the episode edited in the box, kind of in the description box, is there anything that you could share now for them to get ready to make those applications?
1: Yeah, so, so it's only just been approved, and it is going to be a, a small project. So there are only going to be twenty spaces. Yeah. available. And so keep an eye on my page, my profile. <laughs> I will make announcements. It's, not, it's my sister who's actually um, running that project. Okay, I'm involved in support in a support capacity. So that I think they will start um, advertising for registration um,
0: during early September. Yeah, fabulous. And what's your sister's name? Sorry, Alicia. Alicia williams as well or no saint just thank you just wanted to ask that in case um people want to actually you know follow her on linkedin
1: alicia with an an A. you
0: can find her on linkedin fabulous alicia with an e you heard it here from justice alicia with an e for the she rise program so thank you for that even though we weren't actually intending to talk about that i'm glad you mentioned that because it's something that's very very worthwhile i know that a lot of the listeners do fall between the age brackets of you know you know prior to 18, you know, so, um, so so younger than 18, up to 22. We've got listeners in all categories, but I wanted to make sure that there was something that they could take away from this interview as well. Um, and I, I love what you said about mentorship. You're pairing them, up, pairing them up with a mentor. And a lot of guest speakers I've previously interviewed have always said mentorship is very important. And um, so thank yeah. you for mentioning that as well. And I just want to congratulate you. That was one of my um, next things I wanted to say about your MBE. Um, and I love how you tied it into what you're doing, your, you know, your social impact in terms of, of that you know allowing people to be connected with opportunities to get them to the mm-hmm. next stage and so it really actually ties into my next question about how you know you've mentioned it in your context in your bio about how you're known for helping um female CEOs and entrepreneurs to build profitable businesses so what are some key strategies or principles that you believe are essential for achieving success in both areas so When you say both areas, what areas are you referring to? Yes. So in terms of like having a profitable business and then your personal brand.
1: Okay. So I think they're both intertwined. I think everything begins and ends with your personal brand. Mm -hmm. And so whether you're starting a lifestyle business where you just want to make an extra um, supplement income to your full-time salary, if you're working full-time or you're studying and you just want to make that extra income, or you're trying to build a business to scale and exit one day your personal brand is going to be important it's a debate that some people have and say oh well if you're going to build a business to exit you shouldn't build it on your personal brand but ultimately yeah. if you're going investment it's you the founder yeah. whose personal brand and your experience and your expertise mm. is what they're ultimately investing in alongside obviously making sure the numbers make sense but your personal brand is always going to be important your personal brand ultimately is what people say about you yeah. when you're not in the room if mm-hmm. someone was to say go to speak to Sally, what yeah. does is Sally known for? And you have to ask yourself, what do you want to be known for? What are your passions? So I would say it's kind of like the icky guy intersection of you know what you're passionate about, what mm. the world needs, and your interests, and what are you what are you good at. Yeah. And so it's about being able to intersect all those things together and to actually fulfill a need. That's ultimately what every business is doing. It's fulfilling a need in solving a problem. Even if it's satisfying a desire or an aspiration, for example, somebody might want luxury holidays or want to book a private jet. Of course, they can just go, if they want to get a flight, they can go on a normal flight. But even if it's satisfying a aspiration or a desire, like flying on a PJ instead of going economy, yeah. it's still solving the problem of somebody who wants the privacy, the luxury, the, the security and the the, yeah. the you know the, that mm. kind of element in their lives and so that's ultimately what the intersection of personal branding
0: and business is all all about that's very interesting actually because you have to identify like a gap in the market of the kind of the key difference between what you can offer and what's actually needed in the market and i think once you're able to actually understand that that's really important as well as you just mentioned like you know yeah. with the private jet example
1: and you don't have to always. And it's not about reinventing the wheel. Mm. You know, you'll see there's many businesses doing exactly the same thing. But ultimately, way. the difference is you. Yeah. Like how they deliver your experience, your you know expertise, your qualifications, certifications, mm. training. You know, your lived experience is different to that other person. Exactly. And so I have to ask clients, what do you offer different? What can you do different or better than who's currently in the yeah. marketplace? And that's your USP.
0: Exactly. I about to say that that's the unique selling point, your USP. And that's that's wonderful again. Actually, as you said before, just reiterating that it's about understanding what you can offer and what's actually needed. You know, what your customer or your target customer demographic are actually looking for. And also, as you said, it's about what you can offer. It's your personality. It's your traits. It's your skills. It's your experience that you're that that you're then going to bring to that table to then you know have a wider impact and reach your uh, desired customer base um, as well. And that's lovely. Um, And you mentioned before, actually, you know, we never recorded it, but as Justice and I met virtually she was talking about how she has some speaking engagements coming up I think actually we might have recorded it but it ties into my next question so as a speaker could you share with us one of the most impactful or memorable speeches you've delivered and the key message that you wanted to convey to your audience sure
1: I would say for me on a a personal growth and a personal development level Mm -hmm. I would definitely say it's when I did a TEDx talk in 2013 Mm -hmm. and so you know that was like 10 years ago now and I actually applied to attend TEDx Mm -hmm. and what ended up happening was that they invited me to speak at the event and going through uh that whole process and so I would say for me the key um message in that talk if I can remember Mm -hmm. it was about telling young people because it's sharing my story and some of the challenges the obstacles are, are overcame, and I was telling young people that actually, you know, your life is your legacy. What does yours look like? But ultimately, it's not where you start; it's where you end. And so, life will throw challenges at you and throw curveballs at you, and you may get it one day and have a dream and a plan to do one thing. But entrepreneurship life is like a roller coaster; it goes mm-hmm. up and down, and over time you evolve. And so, even if you don't achieve that thing that you originally thought that you set out to do life has a habit of putting you, you know, on the right path. But the message was that without a purpose, because a lot of the mistakes I made is because I felt that I didn't have a purpose. There was loads of things I was passionate about, but I didn't have a purpose. And it was saying that if you really, you know, lean into your purpose and find the things that you're passionate about, Mm. it will set you on the right path in life. And so that was like the key core message of that that talk. And then also, as I say, anytime that I get, the opportunity to speak in schools, so I do a mm. lot of school presentations, celebration, end of year events, graduations, yeah. from inner city schools to yeah. I spoke at very wealthy private schools, boarding schools mm. as well. But the message is the same, and it's just encouraging young people to live live out their wildest dreams because some, sometimes as parents, we can stunt our, our young. Our, you know, we have this vision for our children's life, mm. but ultimately, the children should have their own vision and we should help guide them but we shouldn't be we shouldn't be you know obviously you know I, it's kind of like saying people say within real, you know realistic goals but actually yeah. what is because they can fly to the moon now so you know what what's your classes really <laughs> things they definitely changed yeah yeah exactly so yeah. so anytime you speak in a school that I think is the most impactful because you know impacting that next generation of young people is so important they don't always get told that they're good enough that they're worthy enough And so if they're not getting that at home or not getting that at school, I'm more than happy to be be the person to do that.
0: Yeah, to push them on that journey, and that's that really ties into the mantra, of the faith brother insights brand. Is that it's not an event; it's a journey, and your journey can begin now. And so, what faith brother insights you know aims to do is to, you know to provide that framework and that guide you know by which students can use to get you know to get to the next yeah. level, whether it be their career or whether it be in terms of like their, you know in terms of their self confidence as well. Because yeah. as you were saying as well, it's about you know if they don't get that at home, it's about being able to say to them you know you are worth something, you are somebody, your ideas do matter, and that's what's really important because some students and some children don't actually have that whether it be it might just be at home but it might be at school as well and you know it's about changing the narrative and letting them know that what you have to do what you have to offer is worth something everybody can bring something to the table and what you say as well passion is really important because when you're passionate about something it really allows you it's that driving force to the next level because Even when you feel physically and emotionally tired or burnt out, you know, if you have that passion, you're like, okay, I, I'm going to take a break for a two hour nap and I'm back at it because there's something I want to do. There's something I want to deliver to the people, you know, to these people and to my target audience. So, once again, great insight from that. That's the key word, you know, in these podcast episodes the insight that the guest speaker can help to bring. And I'm glad that you've been able to bring several insights throughout each of the questions that have been posed today. And so, um, this is something that's really topical at the moment sustainability. So building and sustaining, um, sorry, not sustainability, actually, you know, I saw the word, I'll make it, I'll actually share it with everybody, I saw the word sustaining, and I thought about sustainability. But um, I actually do want to ask a question about sustainability, but I'll come back to that one. But building and sustaining a successful business can be challenging. So you mentioned that you had some obstacles and challenges. And um, so if you're, you know, if you're comfortable to, what were some of the challenges that you're happy to share? And how did you actually overcome them?
1: Do you know what I would say for me, the biggest challenge was mindset. I think that especially as women and then even more so black women and then add the layer of, of being a mother and then going through postpartum and then yeah. at that confidence, you have to believe that you are more than capable to yeah. live out your dreams. What you'll notice is that a lot of people who are more successful than you are not more gifted than you they're not more talented than you they just have the mindset of a winner that they believe that they are the best at what they do and that comes across in their confidence and the way they communicate to people the way that they deliver their service and things like that it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best at what they do or that they're even better than you and so for many many years a lot of the things that held me back even to launching my own podcast was around mindset, shifting mindset. And back then I didn't have a lot of money. And so I couldn't afford to pay for coaches. And in that that case, I'll be honest, Mm. 15, 20 years ago, I couldn't find a black woman that was doing offering coaching. I wouldn't even know where to look. You know, I launched a business pre-social media. You know, so for me, there was no social media. There was no searching on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or any of these things. And so for me, it was very, very hard. Mm -hmm. But my first mentors were men um, and they were great mentors. And that's one thing that I could say that was how I overcome the challenge was having mentors. Like I believe that every... Everybody needs a mentor and every mentor or coach needs a mentor or a coach yeah. and that's how we grow That's a reflect on our pl- our practice and so for me I would say definitely having a mentor mm-hmm. but in the first instance from positive affirmations yeah from writing out your dreams and goals and creating a plan around them help you helps you to realize that actually it is possible to achieve it and it's not yeah. just an overwhelming dream somewhere in the future also as well I would definitely you know, encourage people, like I said, get a mentor, Mm -hmm. get a coach. If That's something that's not in your budget at the moment. Then by all means, there's books, there's podcasts. I did a whole podcast episode around confidence and the confidence gap. It was based off my lived experience. It's based off research. It's based off me working with hundreds of women around, you know, mindset. And it's not that they come to me because they're struggling with their business. They are struggling with their business, but it's all around mindset and confidence. So I would say that's the biggest challenge. And then the second thing was around, I would say for me, uh, time. Because growing my business, having kids, juggling all that, I had to teach myself good time management skills, Mm -hmm. which led me to then launch my own planners and notepads, which I also gift to like my VIP clients because those things have worked. You've got to be super organized.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You've got to manage your time effectively. You've got to know about prioritizing yeah and scheduling so i'd say those are the two the biggest challenges
0: that i faced well, thank you for that. I think you know mindset is so important because I always talk about when I'm talking to my listeners, or if I'm or if I'm doing like a talk myself, I'll talk about the growth versus the fixed mindset and how you it's know. really important to have a growth mindset that you're that you're open to more opportunities. That you, you know, yes, you may fail at something, but it's not the end of the road, it's not the end of the journey. You can get back up again and push yourself. And what you t- and what you spoke about the confidence gap as well, and what you talked about in terms of time management and really harnessing those key skills. I'm, I'm loving what you did um, about with, with the notebooks as well because that acts as a practical guide by which you can start to, uh, yeah. to measure where you're going to the next level um and actually i think imposter syndrome as well is really people have really experienced imposter syndrome and it's really important that people know that you are you know you, you do deserve that success because and again it comes back to mindset it comes back to confidence mm. it comes back to what you think about yourself and whether you believe you're worthy yeah. of such attention um so i'm running out of time slightly on my zoom plan so I'm going to just wrap up quickly. But I did want to ask about a question about sustainability. And um, I wanted to ask: um, how do you think businesses can effectively integrate sustainability practices into their operations to ensure kind of long-term viability and positive environmental impact?
1: Sustainability is huge. And the reason why I say that is a lot of businesses that want to grow, and like some clients come to me to, you know, get into corporates and things like that, they want to know about your, you know, your ESG policies and that's where a lot of things are moving towards which is environmental uh social and governance yeah. and so sustainability is very very important a lot of people think it is something that is expensive or that they can't do mm. but i think that from the very ideation stage of your business and the concept you can build sustainability into it and so even for us you know we print on fsc paper we do shorter print runs and yeah. promote our digital editions. We also know that as a magazine, you know, it's going to be read by multiple people and we encourage people to hand over the copies yeah. to other people. So it's usually like one in f- for every one edition, you know, four copies, you know, four people have read that specific edition. Yeah. But also sort of think about every... Um, touch points right your business from your supplier chain mm. to all the things that you can do to introduce sustainability make a positive impact on the environment yeah. and also make a great social impact and so just think about the small changes and tweaks that you can do
0: very true. in the very
1: first instance and then build up on there yeah. there's quite a few like short courses that you can find that are out there and organizations that are offering support for businesses around Sustainability. So it's definitely worth looking, you know, doing a Google and looking for those things Mm. because it's going to become non
0: negotiable. And then if Things are definitely changing towards sustainability and the practice of being um, a sustainable business. And as you said, Justice, it has to be incremental as well. It can't be too sudden because you want to make sure that it is sustainable, that it is actually um that it is viable as well to continue that yeah. practice. Um, because if you do if you do things so quickly, then you might not be able to actually handle it in the long run. But if you do one thing, as you said, and you know if you do things um you know if you look at one aspect of something first, and then once you grasp that, you keep going. But yeah. um yeah, feel free.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, it can be the little things like getting the train for business meetings like I do now rather than driving and then train line, for example, have a handy thing which to tell you how, how yeah. you produce your carbon footprint and things like that, opting for, you know, um, fair trade and Yes. green um green office supplies and all those little little tweaks
0: little things you can do just to you know yeah. to help the environment really and i just wanted to just say in passing as well you know congratulations for um, being a multi-award winning personal brand expert and i really can see how i can really see why you were awarded that and you know having sat here today listened to your inspirational journey and talking about how you've used your journey actually to help the next generation to love themselves to you know to build those entrepreneurial skills as well and that's really important and just finally really before we end today looking ahead what are some of your future goals and aspirations both as a business professional but also as somebody who as we've we've found out today champions positive change in the entrepreneurial space
1: for me um, i'm going to be doing a lot more in 2024 in terms of programs and Support for entrepreneurs, young people, black owned businesses, women, all the underrepresented groups. Yeah. I'm also launching a physical and digital annual business planner and life planner for entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs that will launch in, I think pre orders would start late September. Yeah. Uh, and those will start shipping out in November. And something as well that I'm going to be doing more next year as well in terms of helping women. Because we don't, we, business can be lonely. I've started my brunches back again. Um, mm-hmm. July was sold out. September's already sold out. Tickets for October will go on sale soon. Mm-hmm. But also next year, I'm actually going to be moving into retreats. So I'm going to start
0: doing some, some weekend retreats as well yes thank you justice for sharing and i have seen actually how retreats can really help to build that community let people know that they're, that they're not alone in building their business as well regardless of the pitfalls and the struggles there is that community that they can turn to support and what you said i did actually see one of your branches which was very nice um through linkedin as well um where it looked like a really close knit community of entrepreneurs yeah. that come together yeah really and offer support and as you said so you said that you're going to have some planners really in some journals you said coming out in late september uh, early november just to clarify yes. that, fabulous. So you have yeah. it here.
1: Pre-order, pre-order yep. September. There you and go. And then they get out November.
0: Pre-order, yep. Like you heard from okay, yeah. lovely. And then you've heard that if you want, if you want the um, brunches, the brunches tickets are sold up September, but there's hope for October. And then yeah. Terms, yeah, And in terms of the, yeah, the retreats as just, well.
1: Yeah, if you follow me on um, LinkedIn, yep. click that little bell button so you get mm-hmm. notified when I post. Uh, and then I'm going to reopen. I do have a mailing list, but I'm going to reopen it uh, in September, and so you can join my mailing list, and that way you'll you'll get weekly updates of all the opportunities and things that will be happening.
0: Lovely. So this um, that's perfect. So everybody, so for next month, um, you know, you have all these things coming from Justice as well, and you can actually purchase these uh, planners as well to help aid your time management, your organisation, to help really to you know to kind of push yourself in terms of making. And I just want to also echo here, and I agree with Justice that mindset is important. Make sure that you have enough time as well to work on your mindset as well in terms of mental health days. Take you know take time out for yourself. As Justice was saying before, she's got a very busy life as a mother and an Entrepreneur, the speaker, we can go on, this could go on, but yet she's still continuing to show um her listeners and show those she works with how to, you know, how to really maintain the very delicate balance between that. So, Justice Williams, MBE, thank you very much for appearing on the Faith Brunel Insights Podcast. It's been great to speak to you and to see your passion and your drive. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And without further ado, everybody, this is your host, Faith Brunel, signing off. Bye-bye. Okay.